0: In Romans the tenth chapter, very familiar passage of scripture, if they'll put it on the screen for us, Romans 10 verse 9 tells how we uh, are saved. Romans 10 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Some say Jesus as is Lord. And you shall believe in your heart. But he mentions a very specific thing that you believe. You believe that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. We live in a generation that wants to embrace all beliefs and all religions and say that, you know, it's all God in different forms and it doesn't matter exactly what you believe as long as you're true to your convictions. This is hogwash. Amen. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Yes, I know that's not politically correct, but <laughs> the truth will make you free. Right. <laughs> and lies will put you down. Right. Yes, sir. There is only one God. Yes. one creator of the heavens and the earth and if you're a real Christian you must believe what the Christ told you right, Amen. right? Yes, and he said no man comes to the father except by me right. there are not many ways to the father there's only one, one. not according to some group of men according to Jesus There's only one way. And we're told that the way to salvation is that we confess Him as Lord and that we believe something. Put the scripture up again. What are we to believe? We're to believe in our heart. You don't believe with your head. Faith is not about information and knowledge, faith is of the heart, faith is a choice. Sometimes you'll hear people say, well, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. That's an untrue statement. It's not true that you can't believe something. To say it accurately, you should say, I choose not to believe it. It's a choice. You can believe anything you choose to believe. You should choose to believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And in so doing, in confessing Him as Lord, you shall be saved. That's right. This is salvation. Yes. If you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus, you are lost. Amen. I know that's a big statement. Again, politically incorrect as can be. But it's either true or it's not. If you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus, you are lost. People say, well, isn't it, I mean, isn't it uh, what Jesus' his teachings and his principles that matter? I mean, the virgin birth, I don't know about that, and being raised from the dead. Eh, I don't know. Does it matter? Oh yeah, it matters. <laughs> if you don't believe that, you are not saved. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You're lost. Yes, That's why the scripture says this is how you are saved. You, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord, and you believe what? Tell me again, you believe what? That God has raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. That means he was dead. Right? Not almost dead, he was dead. And it means he's not dead anymore. He was dead, but he's not dead now. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, you read that, he said, I am he that liveth and was dead and I'm alive forevermore. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. If you believe that, that puts a bolt through you. Hallelujah. Of life and quickening. He was dead, but he's not dead. You'll see sometimes this time of year, people focus on the cross and they lament and they mourn. This is a mistake. Jesus is not on the cross, He's not in the tomb, He's not dead. He did die, but He's not dead now. He lives. Hallelujah! And He is alive forevermore yes. and if he lives then those who believe in him yes. live also yes. live with him glory to god, glory <laughs> god. <laughs> woo look with me uh, if you got your scriptures or they'll put it on the screen for us 1 Corinthians 15 1 Corinthians 15 talks in detail about this. We'll just begin in verse 12. I'll just read a few verses to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. He says, If Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. If Jesus is not raised from the dead, you ought not be in here this morning. Yes, sir. Because there is no church. There is no future. Hmm? If Jesus is not raised from the dead, there's nothing to preaching. There's nothing to church. You should not waste your time on it. It's all vain. Faith is vain. Preaching is vain. Yea, and we're found false witness of God, because we testified of God that he raised up Jesus, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then it's not Christ raised. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ, talking about those that have died and gone on, they are perished. That was the end of them. And that's what some folks believe. When you die, you're dead, that's it. Lights out, it's over. <laughs> and people who say, well, there's nothing certain except death and taxes. <laughs> well, come to find out, they were wrong. death's not so certain death's not so final there is resurrection and it's been proven by the resurrection of Christ it's already happened in him oh anybody here believe this besides me verse 20 but now is Christ risen from the dead anybody believe the Bible here Christ is risen. Come on, somebody say that out loud. Christ is risen from the dead. And it says he's become the first fruits of them that slept. Them who were dead. First fruits, if you say first, it indicates there's a second. And a third and a fourth. And a 9,302nd. And somewhere down the line is you. Right. And me, he was the first one to rise from the dead, but all who believe in him follow him. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it, Saints? Yes, Absolutely. He was raised from the dead, and those that believe in him will be also. Hallelujah. He said, for since by man came death, by man came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Are you Christ? Yes. Do you belong to him? Yes. Is he coming? Yes. Then you will be either raised from the dead or you will be changed if you're still alive when he comes and your body will become like his glorious body that is incorruptible, immortal not subject to aging or weakness or sickness or decay or death death has been conquered death has been overcome is proven when Jesus raised from the dead Oh, do you believe it? Yes. Verse 26, he said, The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is not a friend. No. No. Death is not a friend. No, sir. You hear people say strange, unscriptural things at funerals. <laughs> yeah, like they're sleeping in sweet death. <laughs> Ain't nothing sweet about death. No. It's decay. <laughs> it, no, death is an enemy. Yes, <laughs> We were, not, we were not designed to die. When God created man, there was no death in any part of the creation. The flowers didn't die. The grass didn't die. The animals didn't die. Man was not supposed to die. But death is the result of sin. The result of sin. Uh, look with me. You can hold your place here if you're in the scripture, but go with me to Romans 4. Romans 4. You believe in God with me? Yes, There's some really powerful things that we should see just in the next couple of moments here. If you know them, it'll, you can get more excited about it. If you didn't know it, you can know it now. Romans 4.25 said, He was delivered over to death for our sins, and He was raised to life for our justification. Why did Jesus, we, we celebrate this time of year? I know a lot of people think it's about bunnies and eggs and, and these kind of things. And, and, you know, the kids can have some fun, but uh, what's it really about? These two things. Jesus, He was delivered, and the NIV says, over to death. And you'll see that in the following verses in chapter 5. That's what He's talking about. He died for our sins. But that wasn't, that wasn't all we needed. Then He was raised for our justification. Amen. Come on, say it out loud. He died, he died. for our sins. Why did he die? Why, why did he let them nail him to the cross? Why did he allow that? It was necessary because of our sins. Right. To pay for our sins. Sin is serious. Yes. That's right. Sin is so serious. Deadly serious. The wages of sin is death. Right. Sin should be punished by death. And all of us have sinned. Huh? And come short of the glory of God. So, a holy, perfect, righteous judge requires satisfaction of the debt of sin, and that is death. And there was only one way to prevent you and I from having to pay that debt, and that was somebody else come and pay it for us, Amen. pay it in our place. Yes. <laughs> It had to be. You, you saw it demonstrated when Jesus prayed in the garden. Uh, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your be do- yours be done. Why was it not possible? Because it had to be paid. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The wages of sin is death. Lord. It had to be paid. Right. And the only one way to pay it was through death. He paid for our sins with his death. Glory to God. Amen. I said He paid for our sins with His death. Wow. Have you ever missed it? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. Small, or medium, <laughs> yes, sir. or big? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. Have you ever missed it? Yes, sir. It's already paid for. God. I said it's already paid for. Mrs. Yes, well, you, you've made your bed hard. You're going to have to lay in it. You you sow it, you're going to have to reap it. Not if somebody else reaped it for you. If you have to pay for your sins and mistakes, what good did it do for him to pay for? It? And he wasn't paying for any of his own. He had not sinned. He didn't deserve it. But he took our place. And he paid the price. Oh, somebody say he paid the price. He, the price. he, died, he died for my sins. my sins. He paid the price, paid the price for my, my, sins. my sins. There's no more payment needed right. for your mistakes right. and your mess ups. Thank you You're feeling bad about it the rest of your life is not going to add to what he's already done. <laughs> acting like you need to pay penance, acting like you need to to try to pay for it somehow is insulting to the price that's already been paid. You just have to admit, I couldn't pay for it. He already has. What remains for me but praise and freedom and gladness. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody say glory to God. He was delivered to death For our sins. He was raised to life. For our justification. His death. Proved. The reality. And terribleness of sin. But his resurrection. Hallelujah. Is proof of redemption. His death. Is proof. That my sins and yours are paid for. His resurrection is proof that we're justified. We're made righteous in the eyes of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did he die? Are you sure of it? Then your sins are paid for. All of them. Everything. Was he raised from the dead? Are you sure? Do you believe it? then you are clean in the eyes of God. Not by anything you could have ever done, completely by what he has done. Hallelujah. Though he had committed no sin, he, him who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. God sees you and me. In him, justified, righteous, clean. You didn't earn it, I didn't earn it. We were made righteous. Didn't earn righteous, we were made righteous by his resurrection. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you believe it, saints? Oh, thanks be to God. Who has given us the victory. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be to God who has paid the price and justified us forever. The Bible said in Romans, uh, if you're interested in this take time read Romans 5 and 6 very carefully. It's just full of this. It says that uh, Romans 5 and 10 When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled will be saved by his life. Verse 12 says, by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and death passed upon all men for that all have sinned." If there had never been any sin, there would never have been any death. That sounds strange to us because in this world we live in, everything dies. Everything grass, the plants, the animals, our bodies. But God didn't make it that way. Yes. In the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. before sin, nothing died. Right. Right. And if you skip to the end of the book, yes. the Bible said there's coming a time uh-huh. there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth wherein is no curse. Right. There's not going to be any more sorrow, any more crying, any more pain, any more death. All right. Right. In the new heavens and new earth, there will be no hospitals, no retirement homes, no funeral homes, no cemeteries, none, none, none. Death is not of God. Death is an enemy. It came as the result of sin. Oh, but Jesus paid for the sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he was raised for our justification. Oh, do you get tired of hearing about it? I know I've said it two or three times, but I'm going to say it again. Why do they call it good news? It's the best news you ever heard in your life. I don't have to pay for my mistakes. I couldn't. He's already paid for I don't have to make myself right and worthy in the eyes of God. Jesus did it when he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look in the sixth chapter. They'll put it on the screen, six and three. When we're baptized in water, and everybody's supposed to be, it's a public identification with Christ. And if you're unwilling to do it, it brings into question your faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yes, sir. Faith without action is dead. Yes, sir. And uh, he said, know you not that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. When you're baptized, you go down. What's that symbolic of? Death. 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 Under the water yeah. is like under the ground. Aren't you glad you don't stay there? <laughs> We're buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You don't stay there, then you come back up. Hallelujah. Whoo. You're, you're You're preaching. That Jesus died and paid the price for sins, but he didn't stay dead. He was resurrected, hallelujah, raised to life again from the dead. Gloriously justified and free. When he he came out, he was free from our sins. On the cross, he was made to be sin with our sin and went to the heart of the earth. But when he's raised from the dead, the Bible said he's free from sin. Well, where'd our sin go? It was on him when he died. When he's raised, it's gone. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's gone. Praise it's gone. God. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. 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 Whoo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse seven. For he that is dead is freed from from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over Him. Death has no more mastery, no more power, no more dominion over Him. Jesus will never die again ever and those in him are free from death also (laughs) this hasn't been as real to us as it should be he finished by saying in verse 23 "The, the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord now look in John in closing I think let me say closing. Yep. <laughs> uh, actually, almost. Uh, <laughs> go to Hebrews 2. Then we'll go to John 8. Hebrews 2 and John 8. You're not in a big rush, are you? No. <laughs> Hebrews 2 and 9. It says we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Why did he die? Hmm. Now there will be a test on this material. (laughs) In life. Tonight, tomorrow, the next day. What am I talking about? If you don't know that Jesus died and paid for your sins you are not going to live free from condemnation. You're going to be continually lamenting, grieving over your mistakes, trying to pay for your mistakes, some kind of thing like that and you're going to be in bondage. Why did Jesus die? Help me out saints. Why did he die? Huh? Didn't do it for himself. Why did he die? Because the wages the pay, the price of sin is death. Did he pay for your sin? Yes. Then it's paid for. Yes. Why should you try to pay for it? You couldn't pay for it to start with. Right? No. right? I don't need to try to pay for my sin. My sin's been paid for. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. He suffered death But he was crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. When he died, he tasted death for every man. What does this mean to us? It says, verse 14. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same. He became human just like us. His his flesh and body, just like yours. But he never sinned. That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. You know the devil ain't what he used to be. (laughs) Don't let him bluff you. He ain't put it. He used to have the power of death, but not anymore. I said, Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. The Bible said he's been brought to naught, he's been stripped, he's been defeated, he's under our feet. He don't want you to believe that, but it's true anyway. I said it's true anyway, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now, this is one of the greatest truths you ever heard. But most Christians are not living in this. They still fear death. They do. Most Christians still fear dying. They fear dying of their parents. They they, they fear themselves dying or anybody else, their friends around them. They dread it. Even if they don't talk about it, they dread it. As people get older, as the time draws near, they just try to pretend it's not going to happen. And then people act shocked when folks die, (laughs) don't they? It's the most bizarre thing. (laughs) How many people are still around from the 1700s? (laughs) Huh? Not a one. Not a one. In a few years, the Lord tarries is coming. How how many of us will still be around? Every one of us, if the Lord tarries is coming, just that much longer, I mean, another 50 years, another 100 years, to the Lord, um, a thousand years is like a day. A thousand years is like a day. So if we lived a hundred years, that'd be like two and a half, 2.4 hours. God time. Wow. <laughs> so if the Lord tarries is coming, another 30 minutes. <laughs> that's too long for us. But why should we dread and fear death? It's because we don't believe this. This truth has not dawned on us, and the light has not liberated us because we haven't received it. That He would deliver them who, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Being afraid to die hinders you from living. You're, you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. You need to be ready to die right now. Right now. I mean, if your heart doesn't continue to beat, you're dead. Is that right? A lot of things have to happen for you to make it the next five minutes. And one of these days, you're going to draw your last breath. Yes, sir. People say, oh, don't talk, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. I'm just. That means you fear it. And if you fear it, you're in bondage. Fear has torment. Fear brings bondage. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Amen. Gave us the spirit of power. 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 Resurrection power. (laughs) And love. And a sound mind. People have all these phobias. They're afraid to fly. They're not afraid to fly. They're afraid to die. They're afraid to crash and die. They're afraid to get on the water. They're not afraid of the water. They're afraid of drowning and dying. They're afraid of close in places. They're not afraid of close in places. They're afraid of smothering and dying. It all comes back to dying. And if you're not afraid to die, then you're not afraid to fly. If you're not afraid to die, you're not afraid to get out and go or close places, high places, low places. You're just not afraid because you're not afraid to die. You get free, you get liberated. Hallelujah. And the reason being is because those who believe in Him actually. Oh, brace yourself. Actually, will, never die. Right. Will never die. Uh, John 8. John 8? Not my words. John 8? 51. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say to you, when Jesus says something, it's true forever. When he says, verily, verily, you ought to stand up and listen with your toes. (laughs) This is, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing something to get your attention especially. Verily, verily, I say to you, if a man keep my saying." He shall never see death. What? He shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know you have a devil. (laughs) So if they talk bad about you, you're in good company, don't? (laughs) Abraham is dead. The prophets are dead. And yet you say if a man keeps my saying, he shall never taste of death. Have you heard that phrase before? Huh? Who tasted death for every man? Why? If we're going to taste it anyway, why'd he do it? Why'd he taste it? Oh, skip over to the 11th chapter of John. John 11 and 23. When Lazarus had died, and he came and his sisters were upset and they said if you'd have been here he wouldn't have died why'd you wait why didn't you come Jesus said to her your brother shall rise again yes. Martha said to him I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day Jesus said to her who do you think you're talking to <laughs> I Resurrection. Woo! I am. Oh, that's reminiscent of the burning bush. Back when Moses heard the voice come out of the fire saying, I am. That I am. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me. Who's he talking about? Come on. he that Who believes in him in here? Who believes in him? He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Next verse, next verse. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. (laughs) I told you. Shall never die. Then he says, do you believe this? You believe this? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, some years ago, my dad and mom were going with me in our little plane that we had to a, a meeting. And my dad had just been up to the cockpit talking to me and he went back and sat down. And in a few minutes, I looked back and his head was leaned over against the, the window and uh, he was gone. He died. Or did he? Well, I landed as quick as I could, and the paramedics came, but he's already gone. And uh, later that evening, uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland, Miss Gloria, uh, called me. And uh, of course, you know, your parents, you, you, you feel that in your heart. But he said, "Uh, Keith, tell me again what happened. Brother Kenneth said this. I told him. He said, Keith, I don't think your daddy knew he died. I don't think he even realized he died until he was already left from there. You, You said he was sitting there flying along. And then you look back and he's not in his body anymore. That is the truth. Yes, sir. I said, that is the truth. Yes. Why? Because even though the Lord tears His coming, this body is going to breathe its last and we'll slip out of here. We don't have to even taste death. Amen. We don't have to smell it. We don't have to touch it. We don't have to feel it. We don't even have to taste it. Because Jesus tasted death for us. Oh, come on, can you see that? We'll just slip out of our body, hallelujah. Next thing we'll know, we go, whoa, look at that. Man, didn't know I looked that old. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go, I feel good. (laughs) You will be completely free from any curse, any restraint, anything in this dark earth and world. And you won't even taste death on your way out. You will, you will. from where you sit right now, born again, you will never die. Oh, somebody say, I'll never die. I'll leave this body, but I'll never die. Thank you. I won't even taste death. I won't even touch it. He won't even touch me. Oh, this is shouting ground. I said, This is shouting ground. Hallelujah. That 15th chapter we were reading earlier, that's what he talked about. In the end of it, he said, 1 Corinthians 15 51, put it on the screen for us. He says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That's the body dying, but we shall all be changed. This is 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. (laughs) For this corruptible must put on incorruption, And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And after that, there will never again be any more dying of any kind. You will never get another gray hair or another age wrinkle, never, never, never. You'll just be perfect, your skin will be perfect, your hair will be perfect, your eyes will be perfect, your limbs will be perfect. I'm not talking about for a few weeks. I'm not talking about for a few years. I'm not talking about for 300 years or 3,000 years. We're talking about throughout the ages to come. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. 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 In verse 55, he gets sassy and he says, oh, death, where is your sting? I don't feel you. I I just don't feel you. Death, where are you? Where are you, grave? Where's your victory? You ain't got no victory. You got no victory over me. You got no dominion over me. I won't even die. When I slip out of this body, I won't even feel you. You can't touch me. I won't even taste you. And even if they plant this body in the grave, you ain't got no victory. The trumpet's gonna sound. That body's coming right up out of there and it's gonna be changed, immortal, incorruptible. At every funeral, there ought to be some sass. You don't just stand there and cry and sob like this is the end, like there's no hope, like there's no tomorrow. That's refusing to believe the Bible. You say, death, where's your sting? I don't feel your bite. I don't feel your sting. Jesus already took you for me. He tasted you for me. He felt that sting. He took that bite. He took it. And so I won't. Grave, you don't have any victory. This is not final. This is not the end. He died for my sins. And he was raised for my justification. Hallelujah. Are we thankful, saints? Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's lift up our hands. Let's give him thanks. Let's give him praise.